What's up and welcome back to Couch Connoisseurs. I'm JD Johnson and alongside me always is Dino and De Palma. What's poppin' boys? It's been a long time. How we doing? Hello. Hey, doing boy. good. Doing good. Last week was fun. School is done. Summer has started. Summer ball starts next week. Uh, Dino, you've already started summer ball. I have. Been hot. Huh. How was the first to- uh, tournament? It was this weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was a tale of two of two different. It was like a tale of two stories, basically. First two games, uh, we got matched. First game, we got matched up against top tier Ruse, Arkansas, LSU, Vandy, Notre Dame, Florida State, Florida, Miami, whatever. We only lost eight nothing. <laughs> only not bad, not bad. <laughs> this will be good, you know. Second game, uh, we lost sixteen nothing. So we you got a double header against them. No, no, no. This was against Power Baseball on the next day. So we lost. So we lost the first two games combined, twenty-four nothing. We had three hits. Not ideal. No, you didn't get no hit though, right? Oh no! First game we got no hit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they were bumping, dude. They were bumping. Um, I think they brought in a Vandy guy that was like eighty-eight to ninety-one or something. Uh, but then the next two games we dimed both teams, ten nothing, ten nothing. So we ended. We ended differential a little closer. All right. So we we end up going two and two. Leave the weekend minus four, and you know it was what it was. Was it? This was the perfect game. That's the Memorial Classic. Is that what that was? Yeah, and that one's no joke. There was like 156 teams there. Whatever. Oh know, shit! And, like you just perfect games watered down though. You're gonna get games that you have no business in in being in, and then you have games that you're gonna hang with. So like it just matters on your draw. But that's what perfect game does, dude. They make sure that the top 10 teams are in their own pools. So that final 10 teams um, are, you know, in the playoff bracket. Not bouncing out, bouncing out another top 10 team. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. I was going to ask it at the end of the podcast, but honestly, it's kind of intriguing me just to ask it now because I'm curious what you both would say. If an alien offered you a week trip across the universe and back, what the catch is, is that when you get back, 15 years would be past, like on Earth's time, would you go? I mean, so before two months ago, I would say 100% in a heartbeat. But uh, since having a little baby, I don't think I could miss uh, 15 years of her life as exciting and as much as I want to go and do it. I, I would have to respectfully decline to Mr. Alien. But I understand point that. In my life, I'm saying yes. Can you repeat the question? If an alien offered you a week trip across the universe and back, but the catch is being 15 years has been passed on Earth in Earth time when you get back, would you go? I'm the same age though, right? Ooh. No, like McConaughey. Oh, yeah, yeah, technically, yeah, like interstellar, like interstellar yeah. style, yeah. Yeah, you'd be the same age. No. What? Max. I would have thought you would have went in a heartbeat. I thought about it, but Max wouldn't be here. What if you could bring Max? Oh. You'd have like the <laughs> oldest dog in the world if you brought Max. <laughs> Max would be a record holder. Uh, uh, if I could bring Alyssa and Max, I would think about it. I don't know, dude. That would be Nick, weird. I would still even go. Screw that. I would come back and my, and my niece would be like 18. That'd be so weird, bro. 
and my dad would potentially be dead. Like, I, nah, I can't do that. I will Look, say this. That's very hard to wrap your head around that, like, you can go somewhere and you come back and 15 years have passed. Is that, that's like real though, right? Like, if you did go out there, like, you wouldn't age. Like, I don't know how that works. No, really like, no, because like, we're talking about like what makes that happen in Interstellar is like the black hole and this alien technology that we wouldn't know about would move faster than anything we would possibly know. So like you'd be getting into like kind of like some Star Wars and Star Trek, like light speed shit that we you know can't do right now. That's the only way that you'd be able to do it. Um, you've been the space time, you know, so like even though you're going through the fit, you would age 15 years um, if you were truly gone. But no, no, you're saying you'd only be gone for two weeks or something like that. So you'd only age two weeks. Oh, OK, but we, we don't have that technology yet. Do you think we will? I mean, it's just random. But. Um, I mean, long after we're gone. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past humans, man. We're fucking crazy. No, I'm not going to lie. I don't think that's ever going to happen. <laughs> I think that is way too complicated. Although I feel like a lot of people get ideas on like scientific from movies. Like you just said, like Star Wars, mm-hmm. like traveling light speed. Like I feel like everybody just like, oh, why don't we try to make this like from movies? I feel like that happens all the time. Speaking of movies, though, that brings us into our film review of the week, and we are reviewing my favorite film of all time. I have the poster directly behind me. It's Maximus, the greatest character of all time. It's Gladiator. If you don't know what Gladiator is, we did tell you to watch it if you wanted to tune in to this part of the podcast, but basically it is set in Roman times. The story of a once powerful general forced to become a common gladiator. The emperor's son is enraged when he is passed over as the next emperor in favor of his father's favorite general, which is Maximus. He kills his father and arranges the murder of the general's family, and the general is sold into slavery to be trained as a gladiator, but his popularity in the arena threatens his throne. Fantastic summary of the movie. I mean, I just get chills reading that. (laughs) Like, it's just so engaging and just so interesting right off the bat. I mean, I feel like there's so much to talk about this movie, but I don't want to bore people because I'm not going to lie. I would just nerd out about it the whole time. But I watched it again just to watch it. It's my favorite movie, and we were talking about it. And I feel like I noticed something new every single time. It's like one of those movies where there's so much to watch. And I feel like the cinematography is not talked about enough. And especially in the whole first battle that he's in in the arena when he's uh, yeah. oh my gosh and I'm now blanking on it and this is a horrible moment. Um, he turns around and what's he say? De Palma, Dean, help me out. Who Maximus? What Maximus says? Maximus or? says he's in the arena. The first battle. He's turned. Are you not entertained yet? That's what he says. Oh, and the, yeah, I thought you meant like the big one. That was the Battle of Carthage. Yeah. Yes, like that whole thing, the cinematography and the music. It's and that, fantastic. That off the uh, the black album from Jay Z too. That shit gets up so I. Yes. No, it's uh in my movie list. It's top five for me. Um, it is number five. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal. I, I don't think you could have picked a better uh, actor to do that role of Maximus Decimus Meridius. And kind of same thing with uh with Phoenix too. Joaquin Phoenix. I think he was a phenomenal uh you know bad emperor. Uh, I mean, the, the movie's obviously my number one, and I would have to give it like a nine four. It's probably the hot. It's probably the highest I'm ever going to give on a movie. Um, Ridley Scott. Yeah, I mean, now I, I do have a disclosure in there. If Gladiator Two sucks, 
it I don't. Went, I'm, I don't even think I would ever watch it because I. I don't even care if it's better than the first one. I really don't. I think the first one is so good to where I would never want it to be ruined for me. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch it because because I don't think Ridley Scott would. Ridley Scott said he wouldn't take it unless the script was perfect, and he believes the script is perfect. So, really? Yeah. So you know, I will give it a shot because, like I said, it is my favorite movie. That's like Titanic having a sequel. I would definitely see it. <laughs> the boat rises. <laughs> Yo, that would be lit. Um, so, yeah. Russell Crowe won't be in it, though, because, I mean, even if you were to do flashbacks, I was just about he's, like, to ask that. he's old now. He doesn't look the same. This, we're talking a movie. This movie came out in, like, 2000, I think. It was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, he's nine, dead. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we just said we were going to talk about it. He dies in the movie, so it wouldn't make sense for him to come back anyway. <laughs> You've I had 21 years to watch this movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, well. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, my next question was going to be, where's this list on your top all time? It's my favorite movie of all time. I think this is Russell Crowe's best performance ever. I, it amazes me every time. It's my dad's favorite movie. It's a movie that me, me and my dad always watch because we both love it. Um, but what is your favorite part of the film? Oh, man. My favorite part of that movie. I mean, there's so many to choose from, but honestly, I, okay, I have know. I have to go with the end where he goes to his family because the music, the acting, and like I said, the cinematography in that whole part, like you'll get goosebumps every single time you watch it. If you've seen it a hundred times, you still get goosebumps. It's that good. And it's just such so, a perfect way to end this dude. Like he finally was at the top again. He got there, even though he's there for like seconds, he's a king. So wait, you know, what's cool about that too is... Uh, in Roman, like, I don't want to say mythology, but in the, you know, they believed in the mythology, like their gods or whatever, that was their heaven. Um, like that, the fields right there, it was called the Elysian fields. So that was like why it's like, you know, field, even though he was a farmer and everything that kind of played into it, but um, that's where he was coming up on. And um, even in the beginning battle scene too, uh, whenever he's, uh, he's hyping up his troops and he said, if you wake up and there's no one around you, like, don't be worried for you are in Elysia. So I thought that's pretty, uh, Nice little, you know, tidbit that it goes in there. Um, my favorite part is absolutely whenever he takes off the mask in the main arena and he gives the little speech. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions and loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance in this life or the next chill i love how you remembered the whole thing oh yeah (laughs) that was word for word that's what like i mean with dino's dog my my brother also had a dog named maximus and that's kind of where it came from and i would just constantly repeat those lines to him (laughs) oh i was gonna say i don't think it's talked about enough my one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is when joaquin's phoenix's character walks up to him and stabs him in the back and he goes smile for me now brother yeah and then they go and fight Cause it just shows you how much of a coward this character is. And like, he doesn't want to do a fair fight. Cause he knows if he if it is fair, oh, he knows for smoked. a fact he will not win. And he but goes it, behind and does it like secretly to make him injured. But it's the line before that, that is epic of death smiles at us. Death smiles at us all. All you can do is smile back. And he asks if, if his, if his friend smiled at his own death, mm-hmm. you should know it was your father. Like, like that, like to me, like that, that says it all, but the best part of that movie and it's, and it's quick and it's kind of sad, but like, it is what it is. It's from beginning 
to when they're about to execute him, and he gets out of that 3v1, Frost mm-hmm. tends to make the blade stick all the way to where he's got his horses back at his house. That entire, like, you can feel that. Like, the music's amped up whenever he's riding his horses. He gets mm-hmm. that feeling last minute. He takes his horse. He, he takes see- off, yeah. Yeah, like, that's, I don't know. To me, like, that's what, like, don't get me wrong. The opening scene locks you in, too. Like, let's not pretend like it doesn't. It does. Um, but, like, well, that- I forgot about that line. That's a great line. Frost makes the bleed stick. Oh, dude. And then he, and he <laughs> said, the guy's drinking his thing, and he yells, Praetorian. Praetorian! Oh, God. Um, dude throws down his, uh, his wine or whatever the hell he's drinking. Go yeah. So it was just I don't know, like like I said, I think it's a perfect movie. There are there is about like two or three slow parts in it. Like when you see Rome for the first time, it's really slow. Um, there's a couple scenes with Commodus and his sister that the dialogue is so important, but God, it's brutal to watch because his mm-hmm. character is brutal. He kills it though. Um, and like to be honest with you, I would punch Lucius right in the face. That kid annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> like literally annoys the shit out of me. I wonder if he's the king in Gladiator 2 and they bring him back. He is. It's I've never seen him in any other movie. So I wonder if like he's like, this is his claim to fame now. He's going to come back and do. You're I'm wrong. Never, what is he in? I'm, I, and, and you can fact check me on this. Okay, I'll look it up while you explain. I am 99% sure he's, in, he's the son of Bruce Willis in the movie Glass. Well, I looked up cast and right away, um, Lucius, it came up and it said that he's going to be in Gladiator too. So you were right about that. And is, he's in is Glass the one? He's in Unbreakable. That's he's Unbreakable. So, so he's also his son in Glass. Yep. Okay, so that's two different. I was thinking, is that the one where he like he doesn't get hurt? But that's Unbreakable, I think. Yeah, um, Bruce Willis can't get hurt or yeah. something. Glass is the one that has all three. It has Samuel L. Jackson, the dude from Split, and yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we can go on and on about this movie. Um, also, too, Dean, I think you said it um, like a long, long time ago, and it always stuck with me because I thought the same thing. I, like when anyone ever says Joaquin Phoenix is an amazing actor, he was great in Joker, but I will always remember him as the little coward in this movie because I just hated him so much. And I mean, good for him because, I mean, he pulled it off so much to make me hate him. And that's hard to do as an actor. But I do have a little fact for you about Gladiator. Um, Before last podcast, I remember I said something about him getting stuck, hit by a tree because a horse pushed him back in that opening battle scene. This is another one. And Dean, I don't think you're going to like this one. Before Russell Crowe was offered the part as Maximus in oh, Gladiator, God. Mel Gibson was offered the lead role. I would have killed myself. <laughs> but he declined. Mel Gibson would have killed that role, though. I'm not saying he would have done better or would have been better than Russell Crowe, but he would have done good in that. Oh. I don't. I could not picture that movie without Russell Crowe. He killed it so. And we, he won the Oscar. We talked about that last time. He did win the Oscar for this movie. Dude, uh, look. <clears throat> what can I say about Mel Gibson here? <laughs> <laughs> He's an anti-Semitic crazy bastard. Is he really? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking loser. <laughs> I just, dude. I don't know. Like, wasn't he in like What Women Want? 
Yes. Like, ruin that shit for me. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've maybe seen, like, one movie that he's in. Like, I know what he looks like, and, like, if he was walking down the street, I'd know who he is. I've seen him in that. I've seen Dude. him in that, and I've seen him in the movie where it's, like, there's, like, aliens or something around because I had to watch it in school. What? Uh, all I'm saying is, like, Gladiator. Oh, uh, is that with Joaquin Phoenix, too? Um, oh, fine. True. Signs, great yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him in that. That's the movie I saw him in. And I'll give him credit. He was good in that, but I think yeah. I could have fucking been good in that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> my thing with with Mel Gibson and Braveheart, and it's so nice that we're at this point, is like it was always compared to Gladiator. Okay, it was always compared to Gladiator, and I don't know how the fuck you can compare those two movies. I think the storyline is comparable. The way that it was filmed and done, it's not comparable to Gladiator. On top of that, the biggest false advertising I have ever seen in my life was Master and Commander, in oh, which it was as Gladiator of the Sea. Gra- Gladiator as a Sea, and and, yeah. and let me tell you something: if you ever want to take a fat ass nap, throw <laughs> that movie on. I was just actually uh, just about to watch that the other night. I chose. Uh, Ironically, a, a Mel Gibson flick, We Were Soldiers, instead of Master and Commander. Okay, so I, Deepaw, I need you to do me a favor. Okay, maybe okay. I can one night correlate this, okay? Where we watch Master and Commander. Jedi, do not throw that on the movie list this week. It's got to be on my own terms. <laughs> but like, maybe we watch it and like you update, like you, not update me, but like you fill me in on the historical importance of when that movie was filmed and what the fuck is going on. And Master and Commander? Yeah, because I'm just like, I think that's the part I'm missing is like, it's not, <laughs> it's like when he yells, are you not entertained? Like the answer is no, the movie fucking blows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> However, somebody on Twitter, I don't know when this was, but I think, I think Russell Crowe went off on somebody on Twitter because they said Master and Commander sucked <laughs> and he went off on him. I think it was like two years ago. And he was like, can't appreciate a, a, a beautifully written story. And I was like, I don't know what was beautiful about it. <laughs> Fucking seasick watching that shit. I think it was, uh, I think it was during the Napoleonic Wars. Like uh, late, or uh, excuse me, early 1800s, like 1804-ish. Um, also, by the way, if you wanted to know anyone out there, Mel Gibson turned down the role because of his age. He was currently 43 and he felt too old to be playing Maximus, his character. So that's why he denied the role. But it was good because Russell Crowe killed yeah. it. And I don't Glad think it would be the same, obviously. But moving on into sports, Eric Kratz did an interview with the Yes Network, which is the Yankees Entertainment Sports Network. Um, and he said that there have been multiple teams who have been using a sign-stealing cheating system but were never caught. And he pointed fingers at the Dodgers because he said, there's actually a team that has been to the World Series many times in the last few years that we caught doing it, mm-hmm. but we never really said anything. If this is true, I feel like the Dodgers have no right to be mad at the Astros anymore, if it's true. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it, it, it honestly all comes down to like to what extent, like how big were they doing it? And the other thing, just about what Kratz said, was if they truly knew that this was happening, the only reason that they wouldn't say something about it is because that team, whatever he was playing on, was doing it too, or doing something similar that would get them in trouble. 
Cause that's the only way where, you know, whistleblower doesn't happen is where it would negatively affect his own team. If he were to say something about it, um, because then like, you know, you know, the, the lid's blown off of it all. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of wishy-washy. I mean, and also too, he did say that the other teams that did do it, they did steal signs, but they didn't take it to the extent that the Astros did. And that's why everyone was so mad at the Astros because they were doing it every single pitch. He said teams that I'm talking about did it probably like in big situations. Like there's bases loaded two outs. They're sitting there telling them what's coming. Like, you know, it wasn't every single pitch like the Astros were doing. Um, And he also did mention that the Rockies were very notable for doing it. I mean, obviously it didn't work. They freaking stuck. Like, you know what I mean? So it didn't work. (laughs) Whatever they were doing. And that might explain why Nolan Arenado had a horrible season last year. And he hasn't done the same uh, sense. That's like the time I fucking cheated on a test, not knowing that the teacher gave out A and B versions. <laughs> Did you get everyone wrong? Every single one wrong. <laughs> the guy told me, like, hey, you know, I had two versions. I was like, I knew now. <laughs> like, want to retake it? I was like, please. <laughs> but yeah, um, dude, like, let's call it what it is, man. Every, like, it's, it's like very similar to Area 51. You know what's going on. Everybody does. Everyone's doing it, but the public's not going to hear shit about it until you got some whistleblowers. So I would, I, one of these days, I would love to see a whistleblower who's hitting like 350 say something, but it's always the guy hitting <laughs> like fucking 12. So, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I think, I think, I think all of baseball is cheating. And if, if I was the commissioner, I would literally, I would take drastic measures because let's call it what it is, right? You suspended Cora and Hinch, right? Hinch has a job. Cora has a job. Like the, the, the players, players never got in trouble. Players never got in trouble. Like you have to make, but, but you're still, but you're still busting guys for steroids when you know, damn well, you know, damn well, there are people that are still roided out. You can't tell me Jason Dominguez is not roided out. (laughs) He's 110% roided out. And I can also guarantee you a lot of those D1 athletes, when COVID happened, juiced up. So, you know, like, like, what are we talking about here? The sport's fucking boring. I was, like, really watching a Yankee game the other day. It was after my two tournament games. And, like, I got home and I couldn't wait to put on basketball even though I hate basketball, mm-hmm. it was just like, I, I watched sure, there's a little bit of playoffs involved with that is making it a little more easier to watch, but, no, but you, dude, yeah, sit down and watch a three and a half hour baseball game. That is one of three outcomes. Every single, they get up every single time they get up to the plate. It's not fun to watch. Yeah. And if you are curious on how they were stealing the science, Eric Kratz says that they were using TV monitors in the dugout. And the biggest thing that the Rockies were using is they were using a massage gun to relay their signs with a metal bench in the dugout. So if they turned it on and went like, <laughs> like that, it was a certain pitch. If they banged it once, it was like one pitch. Like that's basically how they I mean, very that. similar to the Astros uh, trash can. Yeah, very similar, actually. Um, this is kind of interesting. I wasn't planning on talking about this at all, but I heard about it at Cressy. I go there and I, um, I heard some people talking about it and I thought it was a great topic, uh, topic to talk about. Should there be a universal pine tar agreement? Yes. And 
Good. I agree with you. And I'll explain why I'm asking this because the other game, uh, Giovanni Gallegos, he's a closer on the, on the Cardinals. He was taken out of the game or no, he wasn't taken out of the game. Joe West walked up to him and took his hat and was like, Hey, what's on your hat or whatever. It was pine tar. You can clearly see it. But he was like, dude, like I'm not even touching my hat. Like, come on. And then he was examining his glove and he was like, basically there was no reason to do it because the other team did not ask him to do it. Joe West just did it out of his own. Like, Hey, I'm going to go do it on my own. And he had to switch hats and all that stuff and all that nonsense. But the whole point of the thing is, is that everybody's using it. And I heard a lot of people that are currently playing in the major leagues that go to Cressy say that one, they use pine tar Two, everybody uses it, but they just don't use it to the extent to where it's like really, really, really um, helping your performance. And they were saying that the players union needs to like, just have an agreement. Like, Hey, you can use this certain amount. Maybe this, maybe this brand, you can have it here on your hat. You can't have it on your glove. Like there should be like an agreement going on. Dude, the hitters want it. The I hitter, did not know that. The hitters want it. And I'll tell you why is, and, and, and the manager for uh, the Cardinals, who is it? Schilt? Stilt? Schilt? I think it's, yeah, Mike Schilt, I think. Schilt, I think it is. Yep. He, he said, and I watched his entire press conference. It was like nine minutes long. Um, his, yeah, his explanation was funny. Like, I, I, as a pitcher, I have more control of my stuff, right? All, all I want to do, right, is to be able to control my spin. That's it. All I want to do is be able to control my, my spin. I don't want to... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, manipulate my pitch to do something it doesn't do. I just want to control my spin. That's it. And for me to get a better grip on a baseball, considering the fact that they're literally changing out baseballs every single batter, right? When it when like in high school and in college, if you're using the same ball for two, three, four hitters in a row, you get some dirt on it, you're able to pick up the grip a little more. So when you're using brand new baseballs that sometimes feel like straight fucking plastic, you know, like, I would like to be able to grip a baseball. And he brought up the good point of does the Pilar incident happen? Does the Bryce Harper incident happen where guys are getting plunked yeah. in the face if you're so, able to control your spin? Well, yeah, I, you said that and I didn't quite know where you were going with that because um, I was going to say it's such an advantage for the pitcher to be able to you know, have so much more control over the baseball like, with how they want. But I didn't even think about you know hitters yet. Yeah, you know, 98, not leaking up and in on a, on a guy and wearing one in the face. Uh, like I, I get that now. Yeah, actually. And you brought up a great point. Um, actually one of the things that um, a few of these guys were talking about were the baseballs and they were saying, since you mean you're getting a brand new baseball, every single pitch. And he said, even each field has different clay that they like mix the baseballs with. So he mm-hmm. said, every time you go to a, like a stadium, like they're not the same baseballs. Like, yes, they're a major league baseball, like authenticated baseball, but the clay that they're using to rub them up, yeah. it's different every time. And one of the guys was even talking about, he was like, I hated pitching for the, at the Indians place because I didn't like their baseballs. He was saying I didn't, I didn't do good there all the time because the baseballs would always slip out of my hand and I didn't like it at all. It's crazy. I mean, I think that this is something definitely that should be talked about and could be changed very soon, especially at the rate Rob Manford's going changing the game. But come on, Rob, do something good for once and not – you know, change unnecessary things. Yeah. He's a wet noodle. He's not going to do shit. That's going to benefit the game. 
I'll be honest with you. I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's really the commissioner at this point. I, I, and like, I don't want to sound like I'm like riding Manfred's dick here. Cause I'm not, I just think any commissioner that takes that job right now is just going to be in over his head with whatever has to come from the game of baseball. It's not the same game that I fell in love with in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. It's just not, and that, has, and that has nothing to do with the Yankee success. Yeah. Um, also, too, but, just oh, to- hold on. But I should say, the youth in Major League Baseball right now might be the the most exciting I've seen in a very long time. Like, I I do want to say that, and I and I will say I don't think there's a better hitter in baseball. And I and I'm and I'm not trying to start an argument or a debate. Or junior. No, I it's will watch. Case. I will no. I will watch. Oh, yeah. No, I will watch Otani. Swing a bat whenever, whenever, dude. And there's nothing. It's the smoothest stroke, dude. It's the smoothest stroke, and there's nothing better than hearing him hit bombs when the crowd's only at like fifty percent, and it's like you just hear it. (laughs) (laughs) My God, big fly, Otani song. Like there's just nothing better than Shohei Otani (laughs) song. Yeah, dude, I'm all about uh, Otani song for real. I I love that dude. Yeah, and, and I and I hope. The only thing that's going for baseball right now, to be honest with you, is the fact that he is effectively being used as a two-way guy. Yeah, it's sweet. That shit's awesome. He does walk a lot of people, though. If you look don't, at his stats. Don't care. Does. I don't give a shit. He walks a lot of people, dude. Like, I, every, I, like his whip has yeah, to be like two and a half. But he's going to bring 99, and then he's going to drop a 420-foot Otani bomb on him. <laughs> hey, do you have any idea how exciting it is when they make it to the World Series and pitchers have to hit, and on game three, <laughs> game three the Angels are like, I don't give a fuck. You hit four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they would map it out that way. Like, obviously he's oh, yeah, their ace, but would they like move him to game three on purpose? One hundred percent. But he would play outfield either way, so he'd be in the lineup. So do you think they would even like care? Yeah, but but you're throwing away an out. That's yeah. how you have to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's going to be in the lineup either way, but an AL an AL team visiting an NL park in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I know. That, that, but I'm telling you, I'm going to laugh my ass off. First of all, they're not even going to make the playoffs, just for the record. I North, wish they did, too. I want Trout to be in the playoffs so bad. Yeah. How about Rendon? What a signing, huh? Yeah. Fucking bum. Okay. He's been very, very good in the past couple of years he did great last year i don't know what you're talking about he's just off to a slow start he's, he's been, been banged up this year great it's not it's not it's not hit first of all this year he sucks but it's not i'm not talking about him personally it's like you went to a team that handicapped themselves with your contract and have nothing in the pipeline like that team's bad well their problem their problem is their owner uh, real quickly, their owner loves baseball, and you can totally tell that with the way that he gives money and, you know, like says, you know, let's go get this guy. But they focus so much on hitting that they never have pitching. They got Rendon. They got Otani. They didn't really – I think when they really signed him, they were more looking at him for an, a hitter more than a pitcher. I know that sounds a little crazy. They got Trout. They got Upton. They got uh, Simmons. I know he's not on the team anymore, but when they brought him over, it was because – Hey, this is a, a above average shortstop every day, and they never mm-hmm. focus on pitching. 
anytime they got pitching, it was always a huge miss. I'm missing Albert Pujols too. That's a big time hitter they brought in too. Didn't really work out for them, but I mean, they tried. Remember CJ Wilson? Mm-hmm. He was a big bomb. Remember Josh Hamilton, big time hitter. Didn't really work out, but I, like I said, they focus on hitting. What was Josh, that? Josh Hamilton do the cocaine. Um, <laughs> dude, Otani, first of all, I, 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 I just wanted to fact check you. You are correct, but you're incorrect. So he's done 36 and a third, 19 hits, 11 earned runs. He's only given up three bombs, 26 walks. Damn. 50 Ks. Okay, so he's averaging 12.4 Ks per nine. He has to say one and a half. And then his ERA is a two seven two, but his whip is a one two four because he doesn't give up many hits. No. So most yeah, people get on walking. <laughs> yeah, he's walking, dude. You get, but it's fine, dude. You get to three one, you get a pop up. You're good. <laughs> I just thought I should quickly mention too. I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of him. Like he's all right, um, but Joe West did break the record for most umpired games. So congrats to him. That's pretty cool. I don't know why he hasn't retired yet. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Otani-san. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Joe West, yeah, I mean, do you want me to comment? I mean, I fucking hate umpires at any level. <laughs> no, you don't have to. I was just for the just, listeners. So record but, broken. Just to share this with you, it's quick, this will take me 10 seconds. But I was uh, – so I have a stud freshman who plays on the number one team in the country. All right, He plays on Canes, Florida. And like their entire roster is uncommitted and they're disgusting. They just won that Memorial Day tournament. But anyway, not the point. Point is, is I'm at their game and I'm watching this umpire and bro, like in a matter of like four minutes, <laughs> in the matter of four minutes, dude, I can't make this shit up. I saw two, two strike calls that like either bounced off the dirt or at the neck. <laughs> then I saw, then I saw a blown call by the home plate umpire in which he had to refer to the other guy. Okay, the field on in which they they so it was a, a kid fouled it off his foot. He doesn't say anything. The home plate umpire or the the field umpire says dead ball. The other guy that when the throw goes the first calls out. The second you call dead ball, the play is dead. Right? No, they reward the kid in out. Okay. Oh jeez. Next batter, he stops the game and goes, "What's the count?" <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Hold on. This is where it gets good. I go, hey, Blue, figure it the fuck out. <laughs> right? And he turns and looks at me, and it, it all hits me. <laughs> this dude's umpire like seven of my 11 U games. <laughs> He's fucking horrible at 11 U. He's fucking horrible at 15 U. I can only wait to see him at 18 U. Like, guy's fucking terrible. Figure <laughs> it the fuck out. <laughs> that's a slappy dude oh my god <laughs> um i mean yeah. perfect game umpires are always horrible so that does not surprise me at all i just feel like umpires are always horrible any level like they're just bad dude they don't oh, get worse okay. than angel hernandez so fucking <laughs> um in my in my game dude i swear to god jd as a pitcher like you'll have you ever balked jd yes everybody has Okay, and have you ever bought because you you blew through the stop sign? Uh, yeah. Okay, this kid wasn't blowing through the stop sign. This kid was speeding through the stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like there was not a single like attempt 
to come set, right? He does it the first time. I say, that's a balk, right? Guy doesn't say shit. The second time, it's even worse. The, um, the home, home plate umpire bangs him out on strike three, which the pitch was high. I'm walking past the two of them, and I go, did either of you fucking see it, or am I blind? They mm-hmm. both turn to me and go, yeah, it was a balk. <laughs> oh, my God. At that point, I realized any umpire that's making 60 bucks a game sucks. He doesn't care. <laughs> including myself doing a 10U game in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, when I blew a game on purpose to watch Game 7 Rangers Caps. <laughs> <laughs> Those 12U parents must have been so hot. I walked into the concession stand after I blew the game. Two parents were following me. I got my 50 bucks, and I asked if anyone was going to eat that last hot dog. And I came, <laughs> I came out of the thing, and Dalton was there, the Palma. And Dalton <laughs> to me and goes, bro, you can't do that shit. I go, I just did. Let's go. <laughs> Rangers, Rangers on in 10, man. An NHL update from both of you. My Panthers are unfortunately done, and so are my Heat. I'm not a Heat fan, though. Just wanted to make sure everybody knows that. I hate the heat, hate basketball. But can you guys give us an NHL update? Uh, okay. Well, uh, what? Uh, we got Leafs and Habs going uh, game seven right now. Um, that's up, Habs, up cheers. Habs up 2 nothing huh? right now. Habs up 2 nothing. I think that's uh, that would be another epic collapse um, for, for Canada's most popular team in Toronto. Um, I believe the Islanders are up three, one on Boston. Currently, um, the Penguins, uh, I think they were up two, one in the series, um, and ended up losing that just, uh, another first round exit, three first round exits in a row. I know Dean wants, uh, the Penguins to fire Sullivan really bad. So he can be the Rangers next head coach. I don't see that happening or I freaking hope it doesn't happen. Good God. Um, but the Islanders, man, they just beat up the Penguins and every, uh, just had timely goals the entire time. Uh, I think Boston is uh, is my favorite to win it all. I think we're going to see Boston versus uh, the Avalanche out west. I think that that's what I'm hoping for for uh, for Lord Stanley Cup final. So the ads aren't playing around. They get they they unfortunately draw probably the, the third best team in the NHL in the in the Vegas Golden Knights. And in game one, they decided to show everybody that they weren't messing around, and they hung a touchdown on them real early. Um, I think the ads are are clear cut the team out of the West. Out of the East, I think the Islanders are winning game two against the Bees right now. I don't know how – I don't know who beats the Bruins other than maybe Tampa. Yeah, you and Tampa has to play a flawless game too. I think that's your Eastern Conference final right there. Now, I do uh, – my, my sleeper is still Carolina. I do think they – I do think they win a cup in the next two years. They got some players. Yeah. Their, their top line is disgusting. So, dude, the NHL is getting interesting, but I, I would like to see Bruins' abs, and I, and I would probably take the abs. Yeah, I can't bet. I can't bet Boston anything. I mean, they're, it is crazy how good that, that whole team is, you know, top to bottom, and, you know, they just don't make any mistakes. And, you know, Tukarask is all the shit, but he's still doing it out there. It's crazy. And keep in mind, Chara left. So Yeah, Chara left, right. And just for the record, I got—I almost got into a fight on Twitter with somebody, but I, I honed it back. I saw that. <laughs> because Cavs fans are 
like they kept posting when the Rangers started firing the GM and Quinn and the president and all this shit, like Caps fans were just blowing up that Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson, Tom Wilson. And like maybe Caps fans forgot, but like the Rangers had to suck for them to win a cup because they bounced the Caps every freaking year. Right. So like, let, let's not pretend like and – And the Penguins would bounce the Caps all those other years too. Yeah, so let's not pretend like you didn't need the Pens and Rangers to fall off a little bit for you to get there. And even since you've gotten there, you've been, you've been bouncing the first round anyway. Yeah, they won one cup. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. Well, moving on, it is time for both of your guys' favorite part of the podcast. It's time for the word game. And the last statement of the word game, I think you guys are going to really enjoy. It's kind of funny. I laughed when I found it. First one, Chris Bryant left Kyle Schwarber a Twix candy bar in left field in between innings, and he later hit a home run his next at bat. Savage. Hopefully it was a left Twix. Yankees getting swept by the Tigers. Embarrassing. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh, comical. <laughs> the I think it's the first time in like 20 years. And, and, and I know it's the word game, but they didn't just get swept. You know, it's not like they lost one run games every, like they got their ass kicked. Yeah, it was not a pretty sight to watch if you're a Yankee fan. And Twitter was not happy, Yankees Twitter. Oh, well, well, Boone lit into them. This is how I imagine Aaron Boone lighting into somebody. <laughs> Guys, we need to play better. What kind of baseball is that? Fucking loser. I'm not going to lie. I think the same thing at Judge. I feel like Judge is like, come on, guys. We got to we gotta play better out there. And then Guardy <laughs> is kind of like doing the same exact thing. Like no one in there is really a leader, I feel like. They're all very quiet. No one really cares, I feel like. Gardner's just banging people's lockers with his bat. (laughs) And I can see Judge, like, getting mad and then being like, no, 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 and then just being like, come on, guys. (laughs) The Tampa Bay Rays bringing back the Devil Rays uniforms. Stupid. Where Where are the Bible beaters at, dude? The Redskins had to change their name. Where are the Bible beaters at saying this is brutal? (laughs) It's a satanic organization. Exactly. Um, I'll give you one Boggs because it reminds me of when Wade Boggs played there. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those uniforms. But Tim Tebow becoming a tight end for the Jaguars. Love it. Hate it. They said he can catch. They said he can't really throw or they can't, he can't really block. <laughs> he can't really block. I can't wait to see their first tight end, uh, tight end pass. <laughs> He's going to throw it like five feet into the ground. Dude, just for the record though, <laughs> imagine giving him a tight end screen. He's going to get you 10 yards. We'll see, dude. He's, uh, he's been out of the league for a little bit. And now uh, this, this isn't the SEC anymore. I don't care. Dude. He hit a bomb in, in, in triple A. Give me 350 at-bats, I could hit one bomb. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> Unless Apicella is <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. The Knicks winning a playoff game. Fucking hype, but they're going to lose in six. <laughs> Electric. And finally, Nicholas Cage has bought his own grave. It's a nine-foot pyramid in New Orleans. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sarcophagus. <laughs> King Tut. He's I don't even know if I have like I don't even know if I have like a word for that. Other <laughs> explain. <laughs> Who the fuck does he think he is? <laughs> like, like seriously, I, I don't I don't think I've ever met someone that's like, oh my god, dude! Like, did you see Nicholas's cage in the movie? Like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm. Guy's a weird guy. Is really he? is. I'm not going to lie, though. I hate when people are like, oh, he's so good, but National Treasure. Like, I mean, I'm uh, one of those people. That's, that's I don't, just- like, it's good, but it's like, I feel like everyone's like, it's so good for Nicolas Cage that it's overhyped because of that, if that makes sense. Do you know why National Treasure sucks? Why? Because you have to realize that you're watching a movie. And he's not figuring anything out. It's all written for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the word game, and we're going into the next segment and final segment of this podcast. It is time for Pass the Chips. I will go first. I thought about this the other day while I was driving in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so there's a lot of cranes. They're building a few buildings, and – it occurred to me that I have never seen a crane being put up or put down or like driven to the location. So where are these things coming from? <laughs> That's a very good point. They must bring them in at two o'clock in the morning. Like what? Like I've never seen them even be put down or being like built. They're always just up. Like also, how do they get that high? <laughs> there's there's a lot of things there's a lot of things on the table here. It's a very good point. I uh, I I have nothing logical to tell you other than it is strategically being placed there by who? Aliens. Or, or whom? <laughs> I cannot concur or deny. Dude, uh <laughs> one summer I worked at the Hershey ice cream plant making ice cream. And there's a huge scrapyard. There's a huge scrapyard on Cameron Street, right on the way there. And one time, I got stuck in traffic leaving, and this huge crane was just taking massive, like chunks of scrap metal, and just like lifting it up like 50 feet in the air and moving it to different locations. Jedi, I was just like completely like flabbergasted by it. It was so cool to watch. I mean, whoever has seen this though has seen like the ninth wonder of the world because I've never met even a person. I've also asked people and they've also said they have not seen it either. So apparently no one has seen this. And if you have, please let me know. Did you say the ninth wonder? Is there eight? I thought, no, there is eight. I think they added one like recently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There used to be seven. I don't know if it's eighth wonder. Now I'm one. Did I say this wrong? I think no, there's I, eight now. I, th- yeah, I the think Grand Canyon. I, the Grand Canyon was added as the eighth. Yeah. Okay. That's right. that. okay. I'm passing these chips over to you, De Palma. All right. Uh, so have you guys heard of the James Webb Telescope? I have not. So it's this project they've been working on for like 10 or 15 years. It's um, the telescope that's going to replace the Hubble Telescope which uh, gave us, you know, some of the most brilliant images uh, of the universe um, 
Hubble's like super old. Hubble's like, I want to say like almost like 30 or 40 years old and was needing constant repair. So they, uh, a while ago, they started figuring out they're uh, planning this James Webb telescope and uh, the James Webb telescope finally completed like one of the last trials of uh, it's like basically like these huge mirrors in space that, you know, accept uh, uh, like all the refracted light and everything like that. So the, they actually just finished up uh, folding open these, uh, you know, huge mirrors and it's in the last stages before it's getting ready to get launched up into space in October. Um, if you uh, just Google some, uh, um, what was it? Uh, the Hubble telescope images and you're just going to be, be completely flabbergasted with these, some of these images. And apparently the James Webb telescope is going to be getting like stuff like in thousands more detail than what we're seeing with the Hubble telescope. And it's supposed to be able to see some of the earliest light ever created in our universe. So it's going to be pretty intense and it's pretty cool that uh, it's happening or it's finally happening. It was bogged down in delays and it cost like $20 billion to make, but uh, it should be pretty cool once it's up in space. You're going to be seeing a lot of cool shit. Interesting. I was just at NASA. so. Hell yeah. Yeah, check out the James Webb Telescope. It's going to be sweet. Dino, you want these chips, man? Yeah, man. Um, hey, Tommy, pass the chips, bro. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to kind of piggyback off of like what you were talking about. But, dude, I heard, I've read so much shit about this Chinese rocket reentry, right? And a few things came to mind. One is, A, how do you lose fucking control of a rocket? That's one. Two is... How long does that shit take to fucking fall? Because I was reading about it for like two and a half weeks. Three is it hit on May 9th <laughs> and ain't no one here about it. <laughs> but I was really thinking about it. If that shit hit my house, <laughs> that would probably be the top two or three awful ways to die and unluckiest because the probability that that <laughs> is literally as close zero as you can imagine <laughs> and you're gonna tell me that by some miracle this shit just landed in the indian ocean and didn't fucking hurt anybody mm-hmm. how, does shit, how does this hit the indian ocean and not create a massive tidal wave that reminds you of a fucking wave pool at like <laughs> water country, USA that it, like, how do we not have film of this object hitting this? We had the film in Russia when all those comets were coming down, which was nuts. <laughs> but like, Shit just falls into earth now. Oh shit. That's true. What if like the satellite space station came down? The ISS. Yeah. I don't My other question is is like people are just going up and down like a fucking escalator at this point, dude. Like literally like Elon Musk is just sending people up and down. Dude, did you see those uh it's a recent video that like every time even if I just see one of them the like the the re-entry rockets that they do, the reusable ones, they have uh it was a recent video in the past week of two of them landing simultaneously and it seriously is just some shit straight out of a sci-fi movie that like you can never imagine like that's how you know we'd be doing that now in 2021 like landing 
sending people up on a rocket and then bringing that rocket back to earth and like landing perfectly on, you know, its platform, like two simultaneous ones at the same time was unbelievable. That was the first time that he actually did it too, because he's tried multiple times and when they've landed, they've blown up every single time. And what he's trying to do is make it like a taxi and make people pay to go into space and they go up there for an hour and then they come right back down. And that's what he wants to do. And he wants to bring people to the moon as like a tour. <laughs> like that's like what it is. it's supposed to be. He wants it to be like a transportation of going back and forth. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. There's two things that are going to make me go to the moon. <laughs> okay. Well, one is you put a 20 foot high basketball hoop. Cram on that shit. Fucking dunking all day. <laughs> two is if you let me bring a baseball and a tee. Ooh. I'll see how far I can hit that bitch. See how far you hit that shit. Now, are you trying to tell me that there's a possibility that I can hit a baseball from the moon to Earth? Oh shit! <laughs> It'd probably it, take like four weeks. In the Indian Ocean. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Someone better be watching out of their house. This is the fucking back of It's your own house. <laughs> would that be? I, I, I would write on it. Like, if it's your house. Oh, shit. Call me. Like, talk about a, mes- a message in a bottle. <laughs> I saw a video on TikTok like two days ago. Fake. And it was a dude that was. <laughs> wait, what? It's fake. <laughs> no, it wasn't. The guy got a message in a bottle. No. Oh. He, he was skydiving. He was 10,000 feet up in the air. And as he was jumping out of the plane, his GoPro fell off him and it dropped 10,000 feet and it landed right next to a pig. And it flipped up and the pig walked up to it and started licking it. <laughs> like, I was like, what? How? Like, like just so close it did just to hit that pig, how close it was. And not to mention, just like out of anywhere it could have went. Got oh, lucky he didn't hit Farmer Fran. So you're trying to tell me that this GoPro didn't break? No, and that's what I also thought was amazing. But they also say that they use them for, like, the um, army. Don't they say that? that That's, like, when they drop iPads and stuff, they have, like, that case that's, like, not going to break the screen because they drop it, like, a 1,000 feet from helicopters. Sounds a little fishy over here. Yeah. I got a little too hyped for that. (laughs) Uh, before we wrap up this edition, though, Dino, what is your final thought? I concluded the uh, Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series. All right. And I want to tell you something. It was so bad that it was amazing. <laughs> If you grew up at all watching the Mighty Ducks or think those movies are legit, which they are, the series is fire. Really? Like 30-minute episodes, and the one thing you hate about the show will fix itself. But I will tell you the last episode, the last 15 minutes of the last episode had me so hype. I was in school like, let's go! (laughs) So if you're looking for something to binge watch, it'll take you probably 25 fucking minutes because it's like the shortest series in the world. <laughs> but it is legit. And I enjoyed every second of it. I got to check it out. I actually, speaking about binge watching something, I got HBO Max. 
to watch the Friends reunion. I know both of you don't really like that show, but I had to watch it because I am a fan of the show. And since I have HBO Max, I guess I will watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, let's go. You let me know when you start it. I'll, I'll go. I'll go episode with episode for you. And I'll answer all. Yeah. Your- We'll let the chat know and we'll we'll keep you updated i'm probably going to start watching it tomorrow and my dad loves the yes. viking shows and stuff so he's probably going to watch it with me so yes. i will let everybody know what i think about it this will be the second time i am trying to watch it i watched the first two episodes and i didn't get through it and i stopped and i am going to start completely over i'm not going to like start it episode three but i will let everybody know you let me yeah. know you let me know when you get to episode six I will. You guys got anything else, though? Godspeed. Quack, quack. Quack, 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 Mr. Duxworth. (laughs) See ya. You just tuned into another edition of Couch Connoisseurs presented by Johnstone Productions. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you hit that follow slash subscribe button. That way you can tune into our future conversations. Make sure to follow us on our social media pages, which can be found in the description below in our link tree. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Couch Connoisseurs, and we can't wait for you to join in on our conversation next time here on Couch Connoisseurs.